Wagwan, my peeps, have you not watched Bob Marley One Love movie yet? Now's your chance. You have the opportunity to bring home Bob Marley One Love on digital now. Celebrate the life and music of an icon who inspired generations through his message of love, peace, and unity. Buy Bob Marley One Love Digital today and get over 50 minutes of behind-the-scenes footage and deleted scenes. Available at participating retailers, the movie is rated PG-13 and is brought to you by Paramount Pictures. It's our anniversary. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and, of course, style and vibes. Running for me has been the go-to exercise for me, especially during these COVID times. So I was super excited to partner with the Soka Run Festival, which is happening virtually on June 27th. And I want you guys to join me. And it doesn't matter if you're not a runner, you can run, you can walk, you can get the family involved, but register I'll be there running along with you virtually. Um, But if you register, you get access to um, the festival that is happening after, which features Mr. Killa, Alison Hines. Of course, some of your favorite DJs will be there. Um, I think, I believe Kevin Crown is playing DJ Calibee. hosted by Barry Hype. So you guys are not going to want to miss this. It's going to be a fun, exciting event. Register today at Soka Run Festival. leave the link um, to the experience in the show notes and when you register you get a race bib a medal you get a bandana and access to the festival that happens after Um, so you'll be running with people across the nation and this run is actually going to be dedicated to Ahmad Arbery Um, so many of you know that he was shot while running so this is going to be an on in his honor so I think that that's really cool to kind of keep his name alive and well Um, and part of the proceeds will be donated to a local charity in Brooklyn um, dedicated to kid development I believe so you can check out all of that information and more when you register Um, I'll leave the link in the show notes but I'm looking forward to you guys running with me on at, at the Soka Run Festival June 27th so make sure you have your running shoes ready Welcome to another edition, a special edition of the Style and Vibes podcast with yours truly, Michaela. We are celebrating two years of doing this podcast, the Style and Vibes podcast, and I thank you guys so much for listening, for sharing a big, big special um, thank you to Carrie Ann Reed Brown of Breadfruit Media, who has been holding us down for the last two years. Um, she um, produces the podcast, um, and it's been a pleasure just making sure that we continue to share our voices on this particular platform. So I thank you again from the bottom of my heart. So as we celebrate, it is definitely a bittersweet time. Um, We are experiencing a lot globally as black people um, with the things that are happening in the news, specifically the police brutality against many of our brothers and sisters who are fatally 
no longer with us due to the hands of police brutality. And many across not only the U.S., but globally are protesting. And as I speak now, there are daily protests that continue to happen. So much love and respect to everyone who is protesting in their own right. Whether you are on the streets, supporting Black-owned businesses, continuing to share articles, sign petitions, wear your t-shirts, you name it. Everything is important and it's important for us to continue to make noise around the issues that are happening, not just at a national level, but a global level as well. So I wanted to share something with you guys. It's a piece that I wrote on stylingvibes.com about four years ago. So June here in the States is Caribbean American Heritage Month. Um, but with all the unsettling racial tension and what is happening here, um, I thought it might be good to revisit this article. So I'm basically going to read it word for word. It is something that I wrote four years ago, and it's still very relevant, unfortunately, talking about racism as a Caribbean American. With the series of events that have been happening over the last few weeks, it's been tough to blog. I've had a series of posts ready to share, but now just doesn't seem like the right time with everything that is happening in the U.S. The shooting of unarmed black men in America is nothing new. The latest few back-to-back incidents coupled with previous disappointments of the lack of justice being served in prior cases, I, like many, are exhausted, frustrated, angry, and yet again feeling helpless when it comes to these occurrences which seem to be more frequent. Here are my truths. I fully acknowledge my Caribbean heritage. I know the history of slavery, colonialism, and its impact on Africa and Pan-Africanism. Learning more every day. I know that I'm a black woman in the United States. My family has never really spoken about race, color, or ethnicity. I, like many Caribbean families, have a range of ethnicities in my own family, And although we look different, we are all just family. The complexities of being from an immigrant family and being black are interesting because I honestly enjoy both cultures, but endure and emphasize with the worst. I've seen countless accounts of blatant and subtle racism. I have seen cases of police brutality against minorities throughout history in the media and possibly even in my own backyard. Unless you've been living under a rock or avoiding the news at all costs, I'm sure you're familiar with the recent murders of Alton Sterling and Philandro Castile. Both these incidences and the aftermath rocked me to my core. We are still experiencing the aftermath. Racial tensions are high and the relationship between police and their communities are strained. Seeing the same stories play out over and over, I've concluded for myself that it's definitely rooted in racism, ignorance, and lack of respect for human beings. Hearing these stories on a regular basis can make you feel numb and helpless, but I choose to continue living, wondering what more I can do. Have I personally experienced this level of police brutality? No. 
but it's extremely hard to ignore that it exists. The reality of it is when I walk down the street, go for a job interview, hail a cab, go to a restaurant, and I'm stopped by police, I'm black. I give you this background to understand my position when it comes to racism and colorism in America. I'm not blind to the perceptions people have of minorities of color. I've never used my race as an excuse not to succeed because it seems like we are either highly educated or taking up space. It's always been ingrained in me to be the former, keeping my head in my books because subconsciously, that was key to proving that I didn't just take up space. When I realized that a good education didn't stop people's perception of me, it was kind of liberating. With that awakening came the understanding of categorizations. It was necessary for me to understand what that meant. It meant more compassion towards the history that was indirectly my own. I found myself seeking understanding, not just from my own personal history, but the history of black people across the globe. I'm still asking, still exploring, and still seeking that understanding. The Black Lives Matter movement is the voice of people's frustration. It is not just an answer, but a loud response. Black Lives Matter is important not just for black people in the U.S., but across the globe. It's not just about how police see us. It's about how all people see us and how we see each other because the movement has allowed for a number of opinions to surface. Opinions you may not even have known existed among people you encounter every single day. The injustice against black people has so many layers. Every incident is not the same. The end result just feels the same. There's a pattern of not confronting and addressing issues head on. We black immigrants are not an exception to the rule. It doesn't take away from our heritage to show compassion and encourage others to remain in the fight for equality for all. No one is free unless we are all free. So this is an opinion piece that I wrote four years ago. And if I'm sure that in reading it, it felt like I wrote it yesterday. (laughs) I mean, that's how I felt just reading it. So it's interesting to kind of still have to address this years later. And, you know, people who have been fighting this same fight for years and longer um, or who have experienced this personally, they it, it saddens me as a person. So imagine an entire race of people who are upset and confused. Well, not confused, just upset that this is still happening. The idea that racism should be eradicated, you know, is kind of up for debate because people seem to find reasons Um, as to why it's not really an issue. And that just doesn't sit well. So while there are no one answers or um, solutions, I just want my Caribbean people to be mindful of what is happening, regardless of your your race. And, And don't think that it doesn't exist just because we are all one people. I mean, I mentioned it in, in, in this, um, 
opinion piece in passing, but, um, you know, the variety of ethnic backgrounds that we have doesn't erase the colonial, the colonialistic views of the Caribbean and, and of many people, um, who, who reside in the Caribbean and, and throughout the diaspora. And it's not just us as well. It's, it's also, you know, many African countries as well. We're all really impacted. And I think a lot of this resurfacing is kind of upearthing all of these instances. I mean, for the first time, you've seen a lot of statues coming down um, from uh, colonial leaders and, you know, denouncing certain parts of history. I've never seen so many articles shared on um, Black Wall Street, the massacre of a, a black city in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, so I think this time feels a bit different because it feels like the protests have continued to happen. Um, but just today, I woke up to another um, incident in Atlanta where a black man was um, killed by police um, and he was unarmed. So, you know, while we continue to protest, there are also issues that are still kind of happening as the protests continue. So, and this is in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, people are risking their lives to protest um, essentially because they're putting themselves at risk to get sick by Corona, um, in order to, um, just go above and beyond to, to say, to let our voices be heard, um, black people and allies. So I think that this will continue. I think we'll, um, just have to see how this plays out. Um, but we can't ignore it. So in, in not ignoring it, um, a lot has happened, um, from a exploration of race and racism amongst, um, industry, different industries. You've seen brands come out in support of, um, being against racism, against the brutal killing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, um, we've seen those public displays of, um, allegiance, if you will. Um, I think what is becoming more and more challenging is, and only time will really tell is in the current state, it's easier to kind of post something and let it go by the wayside in a few weeks. Um, and, Initially, there have been a lot of varying responses. So, you know, there was a movement around um, Blackout Tuesday, which originally started as um, the show must be paused, which is a music industry, two music executives, um, Brianna Agyemang. I, I'm, I'm apologizing if I um, butcher her name. Um, Brianna Agyemang and Jamila Thomas um, both work in the music industry and they called for the show Must Be Paused, essentially asking um, the media, uh, the, the music industry to really reflect 
on black music and it's the treatment of black music in the industry um, and black artists um, really looking internally and then it became this big um, social media um, movement um, on called blackout Tuesday um, so no one was sharing content doing marketing and promotion um, music um, but it kind of got misconstrued in terms of the actual intent. So it wasn't to pause or change um, the the execution of, of Black artists, um, but more so for other counterparts to really look internally about how we can move this forward and from an industry perspective so and and much like the music industry I think other industries are also looking at it as well like what can we do more um and I think the challenge is you can't do more overnight and that's kind of what a lot of this feels like you know you don't change people's minds about um a particular group of people all overnight although some people it's just like kind of a no-brainer, but changing your thought process doesn't happen because there are natural biases that happen in decision-making processes in every industry in which Black people are excluded. Um, for you know, many examples, we're calling for show me your board, show me your management team. Um, who's running, you know, certain types of marketing and who's included versus who isn't included. So it's, it, it really is, I kind of mentioned earlier, it's unearthing a lot of industry struggles that we have. Um, and although there has been a lot of conversation around diversity and inclusion, at what level it has that really made an impact and why is it that something racial something this big has to happen for people to see the importance of it so black people will continue to question the authenticity um and you know a donation is not going to be enough um on behalf of you know many people so i think we have we still have so much more work to do we still have a lot to combat and it just takes it a day by it's a foundation re breaking down a foundation and rebuilding it and we haven't even broken it all the way down yet so i encourage people to continue to listen continue to research history different issues read books documentaries there's a plethora of things that are out there dedicated to understanding the historical references and related to racism um, so do your own research but make sure you guys also share that with others um, so that we can like I said just build a new foundation um, eradicating racism as a whole so Style and Vibes has always been a platform where we celebrate, you know, all of the Caribbean goodness. So I didn't want to end on a, a, such a heavy note, but I want you guys to keep that in mind. But some of my favorite conversations that we have had are the State of Caribbean Film with Ramola and Alicia, 
just talking about black and Caribbean film, um, just understanding the challenges and the struggle. Um, know your Caribbean with Fiona Compton was also another favorite of mine. You guys should check that out if you haven't or revisit it. Um, Fiona is based in the UK and she has been discussing historic history of Caribbean folks around the globe for years now. And she really takes a keen interest on displaying culture um, from a historical background and making it very um, palatable in short snippets with great history and historical references. Um, Haiti's history and culture with Crayolicious. Um, may she rest in peace. She actually passed after doing this interview with me. And um, she was a, a blogger who just talked about Haiti's history and its culture. Um, so that was a really great um, interview as well. The Afrobeats connection, that was a lot of fun with my friend Manny. Um, we talked about Afrobeats' connection to Caribbean music and how it's kind of transforming and changing. Um, another favorite of mine is cultural currency, just understanding what our cultural currency means. And that actually came after I attended a conference called um, CultureCon. So that is a really great, um, uh, that's just me actually sharing my opinion on our cultural currency. Um, Caribbean Media, Media Matters with um, Melissa Noel show. Melissa, Melissa Noel is a reporter um, in the Caribbean media space. So we talked with her about, you know, why it's important. Um, another one of my favorites was the marketing music marketing with Chelsea. She works at VP records. Um, just a lot of great content within some of those. And I'll link in the show notes to some of, to those specific podcasts so that you guys can listen and re-listen, especially if you're kind of new to the podcast. Um, those are really great ones to kind of go back and take a listen just because the content is so amazing and it, it really is representative of the type of content that I want to cover and continue to cover on Style and Vibes. But that's all I have for you guys this week. I know it's been a lot. It's going to be a lot, but hang in there. Thank you for hanging in with me. Um, if you like the podcast, please make sure that you share it with someone as well as, you know, read the ting. Please write a review and um, share the ratings um, in whichever platform that you listen to this in because that's the way that we are going to maintain. So until next time, Leah Tommy peeps. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy peeps.